This is Ministry Bits, episode 007, recorded February 28th, 2014. Terry Gillum on Windows and Android. Show notes for this episode can be found at chadl.co slash mbits slash 007. Be sure to email me with comments and questions directly at chad.landman, L-A-N-D-M-A-N, at gmail.com. You can also follow Ministry Bits on Twitter at twitter.com slash ministrybits. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ministrybits. Listen to us on the AIM Network at aimthenetwork.com or on the Adventures in Ministry app on the App Store. Welcome to Ministry Bits, episode 007. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on where you are and how you're listening. We really appreciate however and whenever you are doing so. And uh, I'm Chad Lamon, your host today, and we've got a special guest, Terry Gillum. He's the youth and family minister at the Lafayette, I always want to say Lafayette, but Lafayette Church of Christ in Lafayette, Tennessee. Terry, how are you doing? Doing well, Chad. Appreciate uh, the invite to come and be with you today. Well, we thank you so much, uh, Terry, for being on the podcast today. And uh, as you know, uh, Ministry Bits is all about helping ministers and youth ministers use technology more effectively uh, for the glory of God. And, and that is exactly what we're going to be talking about. Terry, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself before we get to talking here? Uh, well, uh, I graduated from Heritage Christian University. Actually, when I graduated, it was International Bible College uh, back <laughs> in 1983. I've been in youth youth ministry for uh, about 30 years, uh, did some pulpit work, but uh, uh, primarily have done mostly youth ministry and working with young people and families. And so it's uh, been a, a very big blessing in my life and enjoyed it immensely. I've done some mission work uh, into uh, Europe, uh, Russia, and uh, the Czech Republic, and also in uh, Costa Rica and Honduras. So. Just love working with young people. And um, you've been doing it quite a while. We've actually uh, we actually talked to Jerry Elder a week or two ago, and he's been doing it for a while. And I'm sure you know him. Right. And, uh, we go to right. Soldier. We how I met you. We went to uh, our monthly Soldier Circle meetings, the our youth minister meetings that we have uh, there in Nashville. And uh, Tim mm-hmm. Tim Frizzell and JD Buckner they head that up, and it's been uh, it's been a real blessing to to either get to know right. you and get to know all those guys too. They do an excellent job, and I look forward to going and being a part of that every month. Yes, and it's fantastic. Um, so before we get started on talking about what you actually use, um, I'd like to talk just a minute about your perspective in youth ministry. How has how has uh, technology changed uh, over the course of thirty some odd years? Uh, we uh, that's a kind of an obvious question. We know how technology has changed. How has how you used technology? changed in the last 30 years? Well, uh, when I first started ministry, uh, technology really, uh, we were technology, technologically advanced using a copier <laughs> and uh, using a um, overhead projector. Uh, I mean, I have uh, files of transparencies 
that are pretty much redundant. Jerry <laughs> was Jerry was talking about. Uh, he said, "If you had the big binder full of transparencies, you were the man." That's right. <laughs> I'm one of those men. I have I have a huge thing of transparency, both of songs and sermon, you know, illustrations and things like that. Now I never did do the chart sermons, you know, with the big sheets. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, but I do remember. Preachers using those <laughs> in the in the seventies, but you know when when I was doing it, we had uh, when we first started, we were using uh, transparencies. Having an overhead projector was a big deal. Uh, so, uh, and I think I mentioned to you that uh, I did not have a uh, computer. I had a typewriter, and when I first started, I actually bought a brother typewriter that had changeable daisy wheel. Uh, um, cartridges that would change your font type and so I, I you know I, I thought that was pretty neat and so you, you I could read my sermon outline on the LED screen and then actually tell the, the typewriter to print it and so it would actually just sit there and type itself after I had done it and so um, that was uh, my precursor to a, a computer wow so, I remember uh, but, uh, growing up with transparencies I remember that I'm old enough to remember growing up with transparencies before we had fancy PowerPoint and I remember mm-hmm. I remember the change over to PowerPoint how big of a deal it was so yeah 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 so and then you know uh, really did not start using computers until probably 1990 uh, that was the first uh, church that I worked with probably in, in about 92 uh, when we were at Ninth Avenue we got computers in and we were using Windows uh, 3.0 I believe Wow um, for, for that and so let me ask you uh, this when's the first time you remember using the internet for any type of oh, ministry that, work uh, Probably ninety six, ninety five, somewhere. Yeah. It was dial up America Online. You know, the little screaming, screeching. Uh, you know, you have connection, dial up, dial up connection, and yep. uh, would do some things like that. So, wow, uh, using email was a pretty big deal. You know, we thought that was pretty cool. Well, we'll kind of get into the discussion here in a second, but now it twenty fourteen, twenty five, thirty years later. Uh, how do you see the effect of technology on ministry now? Uh, it, for me, it has made uh, my job a lot easier, I think, um, as far as uh, compiling and, and working on your, your sermons, your lessons, and things like that. Uh, you have a lot wider variety of uh, information that you can get uh, to include in those things, you uh, you know you can if you're doing a lesson or sermon, you can put in video clips. You can do some other things along that line that are just truly you know phenomenal to be able to do. And I'm not the best at doing that. I have done it some, and and I think it's been effective. Uh, we use PowerPoint, have used PowerPoint here in Lafayette for uh, seven eight years now, and so that you know uh, goes well. And you know we're still learning. Uh, because of the capabilities that you have, we're still learning how to use that the very best. One of the things that I picked up at our last soldier circle was using the. Uh, no, I wasn't. It was at the uh, at Granny White with Dale when he was talking about using the live events uh-huh. with the U version Bible. Uh-huh. Uh, I've been using that for the last three weeks with my uh, Wednesday night high school class, and the kids absolutely love it. 
Um, and so I, I'm going to try to uh, take Philip out for lunch so I can pick his brain on how to use that more effectively. Uh, he doesn't know that yet, but I'm going to call him and uh, try to uh, Philip Jenkins and see if I can get him to uh, uh, train me a little bit in, in that usage. But Those Jenkins guys get around, don't they? They do. Andrew they do. and Philip and Dave uh, and Dale and, and all, all of them, Jerry mm -hmm. even down in Texas. Mm -hmm. They get around a little bit. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. And uh, but it, uh, I'm, I, you know, I'm real excited about that. Jerry actually, uh, our pulpit minister, Jerry Mercer, uh, I showed him how to use that. And so for the last two weeks, he's used it in his Wednesday night class, uh, and is actually this Sunday going to try to. We do uh, a bulletin with you know an outline of our sermon. And uh, he's actually doing his Sunday morning sermon with outline through Uversion, uh, where people can, because we have several that use tablets and have smartphones and things in the congregation. Uh, so we're, uh, he's actually going to try to incorporate that, you know, in with his Sunday morning. Well, let so, me ask you about the Uversion yeah. live events. I've never actually gotten to use them. I've looked at it a little bit, but I'm not very familiar <laughs> with it. Do, do you have to be uh, online? Do you have to be on the internet for that, or or can kids just log on? like via cell phone network or something like in the classroom and participate or what? Uh, well, of course, we have Wi-Fi in our educational building and the youth building and in uh, our auditorium. And so people can log in. I am not sure if they – if I would think that you could use your 3G or 4G um, to log in, you know, looking for a live event. But where we are in, in our situation, we have Wi-Fi available. Um, for you know, members of the congregation that uh, so it that does it does it. require a connection then. It does, uh, it does, um, and uh, we actually had some folks who were not here, but were able to log in at their home uh, and follow along the Bible study uh, via uh, version. So I, well, that was pretty neat. And our Sunday morning service is uh, broadcast live over the radio so if the individuals are at their home they could pull up Jerry's sermon notes and, and listen to the radio sermon and follow along uh, on their tablet or on their computer or, or even smartphone. Now Terry is that a is that a special app or is that just within the Uversion Bible app? It's it's within the Uversion Bible app. Uh, you Once you log in uh, to Uversion uh, you pull up the menu tab over on the left it pulls down you just go to live event and and then search for live event and so but you have to create the event you know Jerry or yeah. I like I have one that's created says uh, Wednesday night high school class in the refuge and so they they once that pops up then they they log in they've got the notes that I want them to have and there are places where they can actually add notes to uh, you know the things that I have if they want to do that um, actually you can do poll questions you can do um, and they can, you can insert a question there where they can answer or ask a question to you, uh, and you can get that in real time. What I haven't figured out, and this is one of the things that we're still kind of learning on there, uh, is that uh, you have to have a you cannot access the what they call the dashboard on a tablet. Okay. Uh, you have to access that through a laptop or through uh, another uh, desktop computer to be able to see what the results of the polls or what the questions are. Okay. Uh, but but it, you know if you pull up a laptop you can have it. But that's a, uh, a bunch of stuff to have you know piled around on your 
podium and stuff like that. So yeah. we're still, I'm still trying to work through exactly how it all works. Well, that's, so, that's part of yeah. using technology in ministry though, is, is finding, is finding exactly what works, you know, and finding mm-hmm. uh, necessarily what's catered to your group. You know, if, um, right, right. if you're a church that doesn't have Wi-Fi, maybe you use, um, maybe you don't have a connection through Wi-Fi at your church building. And, and that's, that's a lot of churches out there. And sometimes sure. they got to work around that. They got to do offline things. I like, um, I'm going to talk about it in a future episode, but I like poll everywhere. Have you seen poll everywhere before? No, I have not. It's, so a, I've not seen it. it's a basic polling, uh, app, like a internet application. You can put it up on the screen and, and people can actually text into it and answer questions or text answers into questions. And it'll give you like a bar graph of what people said and everything like that. It's really cool. It's, it's good for like surveys at big youth rallies or even in small classes too. It's really cool. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, just, um, yeah. let's talk about, um, before we get too much talking about, you know, we talked about the U version just now, the U version <coughs> live, um, I want to talk about the specific equipment uh, that you're using. Now, you are not a Mac guy. Well, this is the you're the first yeah. non-Mac guy that we've got, and you're the first non-iPad guy as well. And so you rock an Android tablet and phone and a PC. Tell us about exactly what you're using. Uh, well, the uh, PC that we use uh, that we have in the offices it's a little dated right now. It's a Dell Optimus. Uh, Optiplex uh, 360 or something like that. Um, I don't know a whole lot of details about it, uh, but when we purchased it, we got bought the you know the nicest one that was within reason uh, as far as speed and accuracy and hard drive and all that stuff. Uh, and uh, we run uh, Microsoft Office, uh, Publisher, uh, Word. And we do have. Uh, Excel. I am not an Excel guy. I, that's just something that I've never taken the time to, to learn myself, but I use Word and Publisher extensively. We do our, our desktop publishing with Publisher, um, and and I do all my sermons in Microsoft Word. And uh, That's one of the biggest things that has kept me from really going into the Apple stuff, because for years, Apple and Word were not compatible. And when I started, and every congregation that I've worked with, we've always had uh, Windows-based, um, you know, computers. And so everything we did, uh, I did use early on. We used uh, WordPerfect, and uh, but then made kind of made the transition to Word. And so, um, you know, everything that I have, all all of the notes that I have, all the class material that I have, um, PowerPoint. All of that stuff is Windows based, and so <clears throat> for years I, I I played with the idea of going to Apple, but I was just like I don't want to lose all of the you know information that I have, or for it not to transfer over and then have to learn how to reformat everything. Mm-hmm. So, and I think uh, that's that was, I think that's a common argument with people coming from the PC side moving to a Mac is that. They sometimes say, well, I really need to be able to use Office, and more importantly, I need to be able to use Office in a native format. I don't want to have to transfer or export stuff, and that's kind of a right. a, a downside to um, moving to a Mac. Right. And for me, that, I mean, I, I've seen, my, my daughter has a Mac, um, you know, and she loves it. She has an iPhone, and my other daughter has an iPod, but you know, uh, and they use them. I've used them a little bit, so I'm not just completely alien to them. But, uh, uh, but you know, they do confuse me at times. 
because the you know the interface and stuff is somewhat different. So, uh, but you know I, I've been really pleased with uh, Windows based. Uh, you know, it's like any other thing. You get frustrated at times because it doesn't do exactly what you want it to do, or you think you tell it to do something, and you did something not correct. It it didn't, but you did. Yep, yep. And so that's that, that is frustrating at times. Uh, but by and large, I've been really pleased with you know using Windows. Uh, when uh, smartphones came out, uh, I used I went with Android. Uh, you know, I could have gone Apple. And then, but I was just like, well, I do everything, and the apps that were available with Android allowed me to be able to access, uh, you know, files and things like along that line. I've, I'm a big advocate of Dropbox. Uh, I've used Dropbox for a number of years, and uh, so I can. Uh, I'm, one of the uh, programs I use is uh, Docs to Go, and so. Uh, I can pull things up using Dropbox, open them in uh, Docs to go, and have them on my phone or have them on my uh, tablet. Uh, I have a, a Samsung Galaxy Tab 2. Uh, they've got the 3 out, and I think they're coming out with a 4 soon. Uh, mm -hmm. I've got my daughter. Uh, mine is a 10-inch. I like the Yeah, you've, the got, the, you've got the bigger screen one. I, I actually really like that. And, and do you find that... Right. You're able to pre. I know you've got a case on it and everything, but do you actually find yeah. that it's easier to see and preach from and and do that with the bigger it screen? Is. I I like it. Now I know Dale. He likes his little iPod Mini, and and that's great for him. And that you know I think it's a, a personal preference. But I like having. It's almost a, a, the size that I if I were printing it out and you know I used to print out my outlines and stuff and you know kind of put them in my Bible or whatever, but I have found the tablet to be so much easier to preach out of. Um, and I, <clears throat> uh, again, used Microsoft Word to create my, my outlines. Uh, I set it up, you know, to format it to fit my tablet. Uh, so I set up all the outline stuff, save it in uh, Dropbox, and so then when I'm ready, I will download it from to my tablet from Dropbox. Um, and you know, save. I actually save it on my tablet because I'm always, I'm just weird like that. I'm afraid if the internet goes down, I will lose something. Oh yeah. So I actually yeah. have it saved on my tablet. You know. That was going to um, be my next question, actually. And and you just you do download your stuff to make sure that it's on the tablet locally, not uh, requiring correct. the internet to refresh it or anything like that. Exactly. Exactly. Because I, I, I've never had it crash or anything. Uh, and, and I'm sure one day it will, and it will, I will just freak out, uh, you know. But <laughs> we will have an extremely short service when I'm preaching then, uh, if that were to happen. But um, uh, but that's you know kind of how uh, I use it. I, I use for uh, I use Docs to go, but I also when I got the Galaxy uh, Tab, it had pre-installed Polaris Office, and. Um, and I have found, because I also lead singing for the congregation here, that Polaris does a better job of pulling up images and PDFs in PDFs than Docs to go. And so we use ePraise and Paperless Hymnal, which are you know PDF files. And so I can pull in the full version of those, put them in the order that I want for the songs, and I can even when and uh, you know, put any notes or anything that I want to put in on those songs, uh, and then display them uh, using Polaris Office for those files, 
and and it works really well. Um, do you have any problems with any? Have you ever encountered any problems with those with those uh, either the devices or the workflow in general about maybe uh, documents to go or Polaris or something like that doesn't pull up something correctly and and it, you know it doesn't either connect it correctly or it hasn't downloaded the right file or something like that. Not really have a problem with it downloading the file. The, uh, one of the problems that I found with the uh, docs to go uh, in using like a PowerPoint or a PDF is like with the songs. Uh, it will pull in the image and it will have the words there and it will have most of the uh, measure lines, you know, for your for your music. Uh, but some of them will be missing. Yeah, I and found I that, like, and I think that's more of a PDF thing of it get, making the PDFs or reading the PDFs rather than it is the actual program itself. I've actually had right. that happen too as well. That's kind of why I don't work. I work off, I'm a nerd. I work off of plain text. And mm -hmm. um, what do you think about editing? Like when you edit a document, if you needed to, like say you've got your lesson done and everything like that, uh, have you ever had the need to go back and edit a document? And if you do that, what what, what would you do for that? Oh, well, yeah. Um like if I'm doing an outline and I come up there and I'm thinking, well, I want to add this or I want to change some stuff. Uh, with Docs to Go, I can pull it up and uh, you saw. The, I think you've seen uh, the little. I've got one of those little Bluetooth keyboards and uh -huh. stuff. So if I if I have that with me and stuff, I can use that to edit it just like I would on my laptop. Uh, so or it edits don't have Microsoft that, Word documents as well. It edits them as well, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Wow. So yeah, so I can go in. And and change change it on the fly. And if I wanted to save, uh, I, of course I would save it on my tablet. But then I could also go and save it to uh, Dropbox. And that documents to go. It's made by who exactly? Do you know? That's a wonderful question. We <laughs> kind of discussed that. Um, we will we will have the. Uh, I just want to remind the listeners yeah. we we will have these in the show notes, and they will be links to all them on the Google Play stores as well as uh, any PC stores that we. Are talking about here, but um, yeah, I've I've heard good things about some of those. Uh, I actually had documents to go on my Android tablet when I had one for a very short time, so I've heard good things yeah, about it. And they just keep improving it. Right, the docs to go. I, I I've been really impressed with. Um, I was looking here to see if it told. And it's uh, not by that. Microsoft. That's what people need to understand. It's uh, Microsoft right. does um, not have an official version of says, Office. Go ahead. Intact Technologies. Okay. Or it says featuring Intact Technologies. Uh, you know, it really doesn't say um, who the developer is. Well, that kind of brings just, up an interesting question, Terry. Um, what if if Microsoft were to come out? I've I've been hearing all these rumors well, here about. Here we go. Two thousand uh, fourteen. Data Viz. Data Viz. Inc. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Data mm -hmm. Viz. I know. I it, they're they're very familiar. I, I've heard of them before. They've got a lot of apps. Mm-hmm. Um, if Microsoft Office were to come to Android, how fast would you get it? Uh, well, or are you satisfied with, with what you have? With the, yeah, with the programs that I have right now, I would probably. I mean, the documents to go. I think it was maybe it was less than twenty bucks uh, to buy uh, the full version, <clears throat> and uh, and so. Uh, I guess it would depend on how expensive they were, uh, and it would depend on uh, if if they were able to solve that problem with like the PDF files and stuff, uh, to where you know we wouldn't have to, I wouldn't have to go in and do any editing or anything like that. If it did that, that would be 
super uh, <laughs> because that's something I use quite a bit. Um, so, um, so you uh, you have a PC and you do you use a Samsung Galaxy um, <clears throat> uh, Tab Two. 10 inch mm-hmm. for your ta- for your tablet and you have a phone that's your Samsung Galaxy S3? Uh, actually, no. I have, uh, I just got it a couple weeks ago. I have the LG uh, G2. Ooh, very nice. Okay. And so I, I really like it. It's it's a little different. It um, One of the things that I like that I like about Android type stuff is the flexibility. Um, like with the G2, I can put in a, a micro SD card and go up to 64 gig. Oh, that's so uh, wonderful. I, I wish Apple would adopt that. I, I love that. <clears throat> well, uh, but when I went to get my the new phone, the G2, it doesn't allow for external SD cards. That's kind of a trend that's happening. Uh, the the yeah, Nexus, the that, Nexus that's what phones, they told me. the Nexus phones really don't allow that either. So that's kind of a, mm-hmm. that's kind of a trend that's happening. And they're they're saying the and what I was told when I was talking to Verizon, they said that they were kind of going that way because of the cloud technology, uh-huh. which makes sense because I mean I I have a Dropbox account and I've got probably uh, well you know how they give you the free stuff. So right now they're saying I've got a, a hundred gig. I'm not even going to try to use that much free, uh, but I don't have it for a year, so so I'm just trying to keep it, you know, but uh, but normally I have around 16 to 18 gig. Yeah, that's about what I have too, just referring people for free. Right, exactly, uh-huh. and then that's one of the things I really like, Dropbox, uh, you know, you can, uh, and I'm sure it helps them out too. Um, so uh, we'll see how, I, I'm, so far I've been really pleased with the, the LG phone. I've had LG phones before. Um, and I've been pleased with them, and I've had HTC uh, Droid Incredible and the Incredible 2. Uh, so, um, you know, I've had a smartphone for probably six years now, I guess, probably. Um, and, but I've always had the expandable, and that's one of the things that I really like about Android-type devices. Um, so, What are some of the apps... Um Wonders as we're kind of closing out the uh, the show today. What what are you um, what are some of the apps that you think that you obviously we talked about the Microsoft Word and, and all that document stuff apps, but what other apps maybe are you using? Maybe two or three other apps that you're using, uh, maybe even daily or weekly in your youth ministry. Okay, uh, well daily I use uh, Feedly. I'm sure you're familiar with that. A wonderful um, service. Yeah, uh, it is. Uh, I used Google Reader and just thought that was the best. Yeah, and when Rock that I was I was sorely disappointed, <laughs> uh, but uh, but Feedly does a pretty good job. Uh, now, for those of the know, for those of the listeners that don't know what Feedly is, if I highly doubt they do, but if <laughs> you don't know what it is, Feedly is just what it says. It's a feed reader, and you can subscribe to, to posts on websites, and they can it'll come in your feed, and you'll be able to read those all at the same time instead of having to go to those individual websites. It's a great service. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think Google is. Uh, uh, doing a great job on some of their stuff right now. I use uh, the Google Play uh, the for the media. Uh, I do have an iTunes account, and I have you know quite a few songs on iTunes, but I don't have an iPod. Uh, but through Google Play, uh, through their media player, uh, I can sync, and if I purchase something on uh, iTunes, then it automatically syncs to my Google Play account, so I have access to all of my music and stuff. Uh, that I have through iTunes, so I'm not completely 
out of the loop when it comes to uh, Apple stuff. But uh, but that was a huge plus uh, when uh, Google Play uh, came about and you were able to to sync that. I was just like yay. Um, so that was a huge thing. Um, I use uh, there's a, a program called Remind 101. Yes, that's uh, a great that. service. Uh huh. Uh, I, I figured you might have talked about that. Uh, I've probably been using that for about three or four months now. Uh, got our kids to sign up. I have uh, a group set up for my high school kids. I have one for my high school parents, one for my junior high kids, junior high parents, and elementary parents. And then I also have one set up for for deacons that uh, you know work with me, the elders and deacons, so that I can click on any or all of those and send out a, a blank text message to those groups uh, if we have, if we're going on a trip somewhere and some information has changed and I need to get that out to them uh, I, I find that to be very helpful uh, and I like the ability to be able to schedule those uh, uh, things so like if I'm thinking about it, I can go ahead and, and think oh while I'm thinking about it I will go ahead and create that and schedule it and then I don't have to think about it uh, you know and remind myself to exactly um, Send that text out. Remind, so I think that's a great feature. Remind 101 was actually uh, intended for teachers, was it not? It was Correct. actually it was in, uh, intended for teachers. So you what you do is you set up a class, and that's basically what you're. You can actually send it. I'm sure you've got those set up as like you said, the deacons and the youth group and stuff like that. We've actually got our setup. Right. I've got the youth group, and we've got the entire church that can actually subscribe to one, so we can send out a mm -hmm. blanket text message in case of inclement weather or something. It's a really great mm -hmm. service. Uh, and I, hadn't, I hadn't thought about that part of it. Uh, but I do, uh, I haven't, as a matter of fact, I'm actually running a little blurb in our bulletin the last couple of weeks just because we've had some new people coming in who might want to, you know, missed out when we first started doing this so they can go in and add themselves uh, to those reminders as well. Um, another, of course, and I don't know if y'all have this ability there. We have a pro program or an app called School Connect. School Connect, uh, okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a great app, at least our county is involved in. I think, uh, I don't think it has gone statewide or even nationwide, but for us it's called School Connect and you can go in, you program which schools you, you want alerts from or information from. And so if schools close uh, for whatever reason or if there's uh, issues going on, uh, you can connect to, it, it sends you a text message uh, immediately. Uh, so it's the best uh, for, in my situation, uh, it, you know, we've had a lot of snow days and stuff lately. Uh, I get a text from them before anybody else. Wow, that's uh, cool. I signed up for some other, but it's called School Connect, and I, I have found that to be uh, very useful. Um, I was just kind of looking through some of the other apps here. Um, really, uh, as far as day-to-day -day ministry, that's probably it. The uh, you know, the Docs to Go, Polaris Office, and Dropbox are the uh, and U version are the ones that I I use pretty much on and feedly on a daily basis, uh, and I, I found them to be extremely helpful. Great. Is there any um, last question here? Is there any kind of a uh, websites that you'd recommend as far as uh, to get material from, or to uh, good just good reading or good resources or anything like that? 
Um, kind of threw you a curveball well, on that one. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, because I really wasn't thinking about uh, <laughs> websites. Um, uh, well, I mean, I, I I get a bunch of blogs. I'm sure you do as well. Uh -huh. And so, I, um, and Feedly helps me manage those. What's a few in your Feedly list that you know of that you that you'd like to maybe share? Mm, let me pull that up and see. Uh, I like to read a lot of different things, um, both from uh, from all different groups. Probably. Um, yeah, I do too. I read a ton of different uh, from a ton of course, different resources. Uh, yeah, the Jenkins Institute is one that I. Uh huh. Uh, and this is sounding like a, a Dale Jenkins love fest. Thing, but, <laughs> uh, uh, but he does. Uh, they they always have some really good stuff. Um, uh, there's one practical youth ministry a blog that I uh, okay. that has some good things on it. Haven't heard of that one. That, that's a good one. Uh, uh, there's another blog that I, I find interesting at times called Two Handed Warrior. Interesting. Uh, TreyMorgan.net uh, is another blog. Oh, it's wrong button. I've read um, some of his stuff. That's it's pretty good. He, he Trey is. I, I met him through uh, my daughter working uh, working in Honduras, and uh, that's how I ran across Trey. He's just a phenomenal fellow. It has some really good things to share. Uh, of course, Adam does a great job with his uh, the Fawn family of four, um, and then that's just very few of the, of the different ones that I get every day. But uh, but those are some good ones that you know I, I always try to make sure I see what they are up okay. to. Well, Terry, we're going to have a, a prayer here in just a moment. But before we do that, is there a, a personal blog or a Twitter account or a website that you a personal website you'd like to plug or anything? I, I I have a uh, a blog, but I I am not a blogger. Um, I'm just I'm just not. It's, it's um, hard. It's hard to be consistent with that. At least once or twice a week, it, it really is. is. Um, so I, I really don't have anything that I plug. I just kind of do. You know, if something comes up, then I'll put it on and uh, share it or whatever. But uh, well, how can people that, how can people find you if they want to find you for something? Uh, well, uh, LafayetteChurchOfChrist.org is our uh, website. Uh, of course, you can link their email. Uh, my email is Terry at NCTC.com. Uh, that's the church's my office email, and so you can reach me uh, through that way. So, okay, uh, glad to help or answer questions anytime. Okay, well, we're gonna have a short prayer if that'd be okay, and. Um... Sure. We're yeah. gonna uh, we're gonna pray for our ministries and pray for everybody's ministries. As a matter of fact, let's uh, let's go mm -hmm. to God in prayer. And dear God, thank you so much for this wonderful and blessed day that you have given us. And Lord, thank you for the wonderful abilities and talents that you have given uh, Terry and the different things that he is doing with his uh, ministry. And Lord, help us to use technology as a tool to help further your kingdom, to better your kingdom, to bring more people to Christ, to bring young people to Christ, to bring old people to Christ. Lord, we hope that. You would use us and use help us find the tools and use the tools that we know to use to make your word come alive, Lord. We thank you so much for Terry. We thank you so much for his ministry. Please bless him and the church that he uh, is working with. And uh, please bless all those that are under his care and under his direction, Lord. Thank you so much for Jesus, and it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen. 
Thank you so much, Terry. And uh, Terry Gillum is at the Lafayette Church of Christ in Lafayette, Tennessee. And we thank you so much, Terry, uh, for coming on the show today. I appreciate it. Enjoyed it very much. Well, thank you so much, Terry. And you can check out uh, all of our other stuff at Ministry Bits uh, on Twitter. You can also go to Facebook.com slash Ministry Bits and like us there. Go to ChadL.co slash MBits slash 007 for the show notes for this episode. And uh, we thank you so much for tuning in today. And uh, we look to see you next Tuesday morning. Thank you so much. Y'all have a blessed day.